Welcome to The Kingdom is for Everyone. This is your host, Matthew Hester, and this is the place to discuss all things righteousness, peace, and joy. I want to take just a moment to thank our Hester Ministries monthly supporters for helping make this podcast a reality, as well as the many other things you help us do around the world. We cannot overstate how thankful we are for you. Do us a favor, go ahead and like and share this podcast, share it on your social media platforms, share it with your friends, help us get in front of as many people as possible. And while you're doing that, check out the homepage for this podcast at anchor.fm slash the kingdom for everyone. That's the number four, the kingdom for everyone. And we'd love for you to also take advantage of this uh, option. Click on the message tab, leave us a voice message or a question that we would love to feature on an upcoming episode of our podcast. Uh, Here at The Kingdom is for Everyone, we want you to be more than an audience. We want you to be a participant. So this episode, we're going to try to do something a little different and I think it actually would be kind of fun. Now, I do know that there are uh, different um, opinions as to what fun might be. What I think is fun, maybe someone else can think is boring. So fair enough. But I thought we'd try this out. And if you find any value in it, uh, again, use that uh, option on our homepage and tell us some other difficult verses uh, that we can maybe jump into in a future episode. So I thought we'd try that out. So for episode 26, we're going to be looking at a difficult verse. And the one in question is Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Matthew 10, verse 28. And I'm reading here from the NIV. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And so I'm aware when I read a verse like that, and you guys, if you've been tracking with me in this podcast, I'm talking about an always good father. We're beloved sons and beloved daughters of an always good father. If there's anything we believe about God that doesn't look like Jesus, we're missing something. Yet in Matthew 10, 28, Jesus is saying this. So it does sound like at face value that there are times where, you know, hey, yeah, it's it's don't even be afraid of people that can kill you. Be afraid of God who can not only kill you, but he can kill you eternally and uh, the soul and he's going to burn you up in hell. So, yeah, you should definitely be afraid of him. So I want to take a few minutes to go after this difficult verse. Before we do that, I want to take a quick sponsored break and we'll be right back on the other side. Okay, so here we are. Episode 26, difficult verse, Matthew 10, verse 28. And uh, let's jump into this and see where we can get. So Matthew 10, 28, I want to read it one more time. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy the soul and body in hell. Uh, And so... One of the things that we're going to discover anytime we do, if we do any of these future episodes with difficult verses, uh, we're going to look at context. And I know that sounds so boring, but usually nine times out of 10, context really is king when it helps to illuminate our understanding. And then if there's still questions when it comes to context, we have to have the guts and we have to have the discipline to search a little deeper, to scratch the surface, to find out what is really being said here. So I think the first place that we need to start is that Matthew chapter 10 is Jesus calling his 12 disciples to himself. And really it is a, it's like a personal um, send out. It's it's a personal commissioning, and he's starting to tell them, okay, this is what you will see. 
this is what you can expect. And you just go through verse after verse, and, and, and I can't cover them all. We, we just don't have the time. But I mean, it's things like, I mean, these are verses we all know. You know, if you go into a town or a village, you know, go there, find someone to stay with. Some will receive you, others won't. If they don't, go ahead and you know shake the dust off your feet, keep moving. Hey, I want I want you guys to know so so that there's no confusion here. Verse sixteen, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. So this is this is going to be tough, right? Um, it's possible, you know, you could be flogged uh, by local councils, and you could be flogged in the synagogues. Uh, people are not going to like what you say. After all. They certainly uh, didn't like what I had to say, and you guys are basically going to be mimicking and copying and, and duplicating what I said, uh, but there's going to be 12 of you, so there's they're going to have their hands full, um, and and you're going to see some heartbreaking things, and I, and I hate it, but this, I mean, brothers are going to betray brothers to the death, fathers with their children's, I mean, their children, all these things, um, and, and so then we start getting into, I want to zero in on this. Uh, into, let's look at verse 24. The student is not above the teacher nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household? So he's starting to show there's this... um, this, this sympathetic synergy there, whether the master is good, the students are good. If, if the master is Beelzebub, the, the, the members of the household are going to look just like that. So verse 26, do not be afraid of them. But there's nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. No more secrets, right? What is whispered in your ear, proclaim it from the rooftops. Verse 28, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And uh, we're actually not going to stop there because to understand the verse, we have to have context before and after. Verse 29, isn't this interesting? So are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside of your father's care? And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. And and it continues to go on. So I, I want to stop right there. I want to lift out that paragraph right there. So Jesus is telling them, okay, don't be afraid. Don't be silent. I'm going to tell you some things in secret that you are going to have the opportunity to proclaim from the mountaintops. Uh, also, don't be afraid of people that can kill you. Be afraid of the one that can like kill you forever. And, and also, um, sparrows, right? There's there's care for sparrows, but um, God cares so much more for you. He cares so much for you that even the hairs on your head are numbered. You don't don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. So. Do, do you, do you, are you like me? When you read that, it sounds like there's some contradiction here. So what in the world? So we're told in verse 28, don't be afraid of those that can kill you, but do be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And then it goes on in verse 31, don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So when we start seeing this, it's obvious we're going to have to scratch here beneath the surface a little bit. So the first place I like to go in Matthew 10, 28 is that pesky word hell. Yes, the word hell. And uh, so hell, and I, I know I'm about to open up a can of worms here, but throughout scripture, um, the word hell, H-E-L-L, uh, doesn't actually exist. Not in the Hebrew and Greek manuscripts, okay? Let me explain before you turn off this podcast and never listen again. I hope that you, like I said, if you ever hear something to disagree with, give me a few more episodes to where I can maybe win you over and give you a little more clarity. So you have um, Sheol and Hades, which um, 
are the same place. One is the Hebrew name, the other is the Greek, and then you have Gehenna, and then you, I, I would say honorable mention Tartarus, it's only mentioned one time, and uh, it's used uh, by Peter to reference the Greek mythology of that day. So anyway, we can't, you certainly can't build any kind of doctrine off of just one single verse like that. So let's go to the main three, Sheol and Hades, same place, Gehenna is a geographical location outside the city of Jerusalem, the Valley of Hinnom. You actually, if you would like, you can go today, you can book a ticket to Israel, and you can go to hell uh, the, the first chance you get. Uh, well, Gehenna, all right, not, not hell. So it's interesting how uh, scholars throughout the years, um, I guess they found it fortuitous to take these words and they assign them all the same word, which is extremely confusing and does a disservice for us because the Hebrew and the Greek had this uh, understanding of Sheol slash Hades, uh, and then Gehenna, which is probably the most problematic. Why would you apply the same word to a place of departed spirits, which is essentially what Sheol and Hades is defined as, and then you apply it to Gehenna, which is a perpetual burning dump, especially in the, the day and life of Jesus. Now, pre the day and life of Jesus, this was a horrendous geographical location. It's where the, the idols to Moloch were built. It's where child sacrifice took place. It's where anyone who, fought, who, who attempted to follow the way was, was actually taken by Judaizers and, and were martyred in this location, right? So it was a terrible terrible place. And it's a place that the Jews, um, they, they, it, it was equal to uh, curses and, and death and decay. And so Matthew 10, 28, it says, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Again, the word hell, and you can look this up in a, in, in your, in a Greek study Bible, that word hell is Gehenna. So why is Jesus referencing a geographical location if the thought he's trying to convey is be afraid of the one that can destroy you eternally in this geographical place? That Okay, so that doesn't make sense. So if that doesn't make sense, what could Jesus possibly be saying? So the first part of that verse, I think, is simple enough, right? The first part, don't be afraid of those who can kill the body. Because you're going to encounter that a lot. That's going to kind of be, that's territory for my disciples. And I know that that is, um, you know, that's tough, but that's the reality of it. And actually, if you go and you study out the life of the disciples, the apostles, uh, they all, uh, with the exception of John, met a, a pretty tragic and traumatic end. They gave their lives for the sake of the gospel. So Jesus was fair in giving them the warning up front. But what does he tell them? Don't be afraid. But, <laughs> so don't be afraid, but, 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 but be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So who is Jesus directly referencing? Who is he directly referencing? And I, and I believe that this is going to help us here. So uh, first of all, we've, we've been answering uh, the question, what is Gehenna? That's pivotal to help to open up our perspective a little bit. So we know it's a garbage pit outside of Jerusalem. This is a place where um, usually when criminals were punished, um, capital punishment or or things like that, or someone who was dishonorable died, that's where they were. They weren't even buried. They were just kind of thrown there. Okay. Also, 
It's a place where apostate Jews murdered their children, sacrificed them to false gods. Again, Gehenna is not a wonderful place at all. So the disciples, they're sent out to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's where they start. Their, their gospel is not only for Israel, we know it's also for the Gentiles, but they start there, ground zero is the house of Israel, right? Uh, they were sent to their brothers. Isn't that something? And so when Jesus makes this direct reference, um, what's going to be the hardest for you to not be afraid of are your own brothers. Because, and this, think about how terrible this would sound and feel to the disciples. Um, your own brothers, they're going to want to take your life, and they're going to want to to throw your bodies unceremoniously into this place that you know has a reputation for child sacrifice, um, offerings made to false gods. It's it's terrible. Okay, so. We, the, there's questions we have to ask, and, and this is due diligence. And, and again, I hope this isn't boring to you. I hope that you find this useful. So in it, first thing we understand, the audience that Jesus is addressing are his disciples, not not us, okay? Now, now certainly we are to be his disciples, but here within the context of what's being said, Jesus is directly speaking to the 12, right? Um, he, he also says, do not fear them who insult you or who do not welcome you. We see that. Beware of the council or the assembly or the tribunal of, con, of uh, consisting of the Jews, right? The disciples are called brothers and children, okay? Uh, and then Gehenna was the place where apostate Jews murdered their children and sacrificed them to false gods. And so when Jesus says, uh, don't fear him who can kill the body, but fear him who kills both body and soul in Gehenna, what he's saying is, um, in essence, don't fear the fact that you can die on the journey, but you've really got to be aware of the apostate Jews who are going to betray you. So it's going to be just a double betrayal. These are not just people that don't like you. These are people that you've grown up with, that I mean, you call brother, and they're going to seek to betray you, and they're going to murder you just like they did in the ancient days where brother betrayed brother to death, killing the prophets of God and of fathers. The apostate Hebrews sacrificed their children, Israel, right, to false gods. And so it's uh, it's such a huge warning, and there's sorrow in it. But then he he comes back with this um, comfort, right? And, and the comfort I want to remind you of that. Um, listen, sparrows—they're sold for a penny, yet not one of them falls to the ground outside of your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. Verse 32 goes on, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven, right? So he's bringing this comfort of even if the end that you meet is like worst case scenario, don't be afraid because my Father values you. He knows the, the, the number of hairs on your head. Don't fear desecration. Don't fear uh, being discarded unceremoniously because, again, the Jews of that day, they put so much um, focus so much on the ceremony of burial that uh, in their minds, this was absolutely horrific. So the, the other take, which I believe also has some merit, is that this is also a reference to the impending invasion of the Roman armies. 
that, uh, hey guys, we were doing this work, but the Romans are going to come and, and they have no care or concern for any of the, of the traditions of, of, of us, our forefathers, they're going to come to destroy everything and everyone. And, and again, they're, they're going to throw their casualties into Gehenna, into the, into the dump, uh, because they don't care. And, um, and, and actually that word soul, it's interesting. I know our classic understanding of it is mind, will, and emotions, but also an interchangeable definition of it is hopes and dreams, right? And so you think about it, the destruction of Jerusalem, the hopes and dreams of Jerusalem come to an end when they destroy the priesthood records, right? The, the Levitical priests, the, the priesthood of Aaron, after AD 70, they could not trace their priesthood lineage any farther, which is, oh, it, it really was the end of their world. And so it, it could also be a layered reference. First of all, don't fear uh, the apostate Jews because they're going to also treat you in, in such a terrible way. Your own brothers are going to turn against you and betray you. It could also be a layered response that, hey, um, they can take your life. But but they're also going to be treated with the same, um, dis, you know, the, the the same desecration because the Roman, the invading Roman Empire, is not going to care. They're going to they're going to destroy them all and ask questions later. So uh, while again, it's not like the, one of the most happiest verses to talk about. Uh, it's one where I think some clarity is there because if we're not careful. Again, we're trying to paint this accurate picture of the character and nature of God, the heart of God, as we see expressed through the person of Jesus. And then we come across these difficult verses where it kind of sounds like, um, yeah, okay, God's, okay, you've said it a lot, Matt. I, I hear you. God's unconditional love. He's always loving. He's full of grace and mercy. But then I'm told right here by Jesus, I need to fear him because he can destroy my body and soul in hell. But then you start to see that, First of all, that's not a broad statement for all of humanity. Anyway, his audience are his immediate disciples. And so it's up to us to have a little due diligence, scratch beneath the surface, and all of a sudden it starts to make some sense. And um, yeah, so uh, I, I would love to have, have the opportunity uh, to do some more episodes like this. It, again, if you find them helpful and maybe you've just got a zinger, you're like, hey, what about this verse? Because, man, this thing is, uh, it's pretty nuts. Now, this is not the sole purpose of the Kingdom is for Everyone podcast, but I still believe it speaks into what the Kingdom is all about, righteousness, peace, and joy. And so if me just helping expound a little bit on the meaning of Matthew 10, 28 helps you experience a, a fresh level of righteousness, peace, and joy, well, then I would say, well, that's appropriate for the Kingdom is for Everyone podcast. But uh, yeah, so I just want to try this out. Please let me know what you think about this. I'd love to hear your input. And if you'd like to do other uh, problem verses uh, in the future, other difficult verses, well, then we'd love to have a go at it and see if we can help with some understanding. Uh, so I do want to let you guys know over the next uh, few episodes, it's probably going to be the next three episodes, I'm going to be sharing with you, I'm so excited about this, a conversation that I had with Pastor Johnny Ova. He's from New York, 
and uh, on his podcast, Dig In, Dig In. And man, we just went all over the place. It was a beautiful conversation. He was kind enough to allow me to use it. And uh, because we we went way long, uh, that's why it's probably going to take a few episodes on the Kingdom is for Everyone. But I would encourage you also to check out the Dig In podcast with Pastor Johnny Ova. You will not regret it. And actually, uh, myself and my lovely wife, Megan, we're going to be up there with uh, the Ovas. Uh, up at their church the last week of April. So if you're anywhere up in the New York City area, man, we'd love to see and have you come be a part of that time. Uh, We're going to have a blast up there. All right, so before we finish out, I just want to point you towards our websites, HesterMinistries.org. If you'd like to find out how to be a monthly support partner, we sure would appreciate that. Uh, Right now, our current monthly supporters makes up about 18% of our annual budget, so certainly we'd love to see that grow. Uh, Also, go to PresentTruthAcademy.org. We have tremendous resources there for you to take advantage of. We're getting ready to start a brand new study track, the Sermon on the Mount. It's a 10-week study on the Constitution of the Kingdom. I promise you, it will change your life. I mean, after all, it's the greatest sermon ever preached. How could it not make an impact? Uh, also, I'd love for you to visit uh, the web page for the church that I pastor, dominionchurch.net. We're in the upstate of South Carolina. Uh, we'd love for you to come be a part of one of our corporate gatherings, but check us out there. We're on Facebook. We're all over the place. So uh, we also have a podcast for the church, the Dominion Church Podcast Experience. Go take advantage of all those resources, uh, especially the ones that are free. I mean, how can you argue with that? We just want to be a blessing to you. So reach out to us if you need us. Uh, We are here to serve you. And thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your week on Tuesdays or whenever you get to listen to these episodes. We're just thrilled uh, that you would uh, receive from us. All right, well, God bless you. Have an amazing week. And uh, don't miss our next few podcasts. We're going to have a great time with this conversation from the Dig In podcast with Pastor Johnny Ova. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, until then, I just want to remind you of this, that the kingdom isn't for everyone. Well, then it's not for anyone. God bless you.